0: Our scripture reading is found in 1 John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4, beloved, verse 1, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. May God seal to us his word. Turn over to 1 John chapter 2. Lake Huron is a great lake for sure. Imagine a clear night. The waves are gently rocking your boat and all is dark and you are lost on Lake Huron. There's no shore lights. You're too far out for that. And your mind wanders to the hundreds of wrecks at the bottom of the lake thinking you might soon join them. How can you get safely to shore? Navigators on land or sea have asked that question for thousands of years. And the answer has always been the same answer. You look for the Little Dipper, and the last star at the end of the handle of the Little Dipper is called Polaris, and it's called the North Star. And so navigators for thousands of years have been able to find their way because the North Star is in the North and it always lets you find home. Let's pray as we turn to his word. Father, help us to have understanding and to understand who you are and the light you give we live in a time lord where things are so mixed up and and even our own young people lord are so beset with things lies and and a culture that is set against you that hates you and we are trying to think that that our even our own country is a good country and yet, We are evil and do wicked things. We pray, Lord, as we come to your word now, that you would firm us up in faith and give us a true and abiding sense of your worth. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen verse 15 of chapter 2 do not love the world or the things in the world if anyone loves the world the love of the father is not in him for all that is in the world the desires of the flesh the desires of the eyes the pride of life is not from the father but it's from the world and the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. Do not love the world or the things in the world. But I love the world sometimes. Our back porch recently hosted a Robin family it went from nest to eggs to hungry mouths to, well, this week they left the nest. One chick stood on the porch railing wanting to fly, I suppose. He was very hesitant. He's gone now, so I suppose he took wing. Another I found in the grass he quickly learned to fly because watching, my dog was chasing him around a bit. You know, you see something like that in the, in the nest, in the, and you go, wow, we live in an amazing world that God has made. I love the world. Don't you love the world? And yet he says, do not love the world. Hmm. He uses the word cosmos here for world. And the only way to understand this is that there are three different ways uh, in the book of John and in the writings of John that the word cosmos is used. One way that it's used is to speak of the created world the world that God made and so he'll say in, in the gospel of John chapter 1 he'll say he was in the world speaking of Christ he was in the world that is the created world and the world was made through him that the father created through the son The world was made through him. And so that which is created, well, we love creation. We love the work of his hands. Creation itself declares the glory of of God and declares that he is powerful and creative in his handiwork. And creation gives us so many good things from his hand. And even though creation is marred by sin and under the bondage, under the burden of our sin, yet we still see it's amazing and it's wonderful to behold creation. I mean, we love food. Yes. We love a lake. A bird hovering in the sky, a starry night. We Love a sunny day. We love a rainy day. These things are not sinful in themselves. I mean, much in creation can be used improperly in sinful ways, but they are not evil in themselves. We enjoy them. We should be enjoying them. What God has made. We should be delighting in the goodness of God who has given us so much. In Ben's uh, recent Sunday School class, he asked for pictures of awesomeness, (laughs) that which is awesome. And so many of those pictures were pictures of creation, whether flowers or sunsets or love, everything was, was tended towards that which he had made. All creation sings His praise. We even sang that this morning. I was at a garden center this week. Garden centers are like the happiest places. I mean, everybody looks happy at a garden center. I guess because it's spring and you got your plants and flowers and nobody's arguing over this tomato or that tomato. There, there's enough for everybody. It's a wonderful world. Yet our text says, do not love the world or the things in the world. So he's not referring to the created order that God made and declared it to be good. And also what he's not referring to here is humanity in general. Think of it, John 3, 16. For God so loved the, for God so loved the the world. He loved the world. He gave his only unique son. He loves the world himself. When he speaks of humanity in general. I mean, we love people. We're supposed to love people. We have spouses we have relatives we have children we have friends we have all sorts of relationships that we're supposed to enjoy and so we love the created world and we love humanity that populates the world but do not love the world or the things in the world He's not referring to the created order. He's not referring to humanity in general. What is he referring to? Well, the third way that John uses the word cosmos is to refer to that which is controlled by the evil one. That which is aligned against God, against the kingdom of God. Remember when John the Baptist said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's referring to that world, that cosmos that is set against God. Or he says this, Jesus says, the ruler of this world is judged. He's speaking of of Satan. The whole world, he says, lies in the power of the evil one. He's referring to Satan. And as I read in 1 John 4, every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard was coming and now is in the world already. He's in the world. He says, little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are from the world. He's talking about that, that cosmos, that world that is set against God. Therefore, they speak from the world. And the world listens to them. That is the third way that John refers to it. And it's that meaning that John is using here in our text when he says, do not love the world or the things in the world. Don't love that which is against God, that which is, is wicked and evil and under the rulership of Satan, you don't love that. He'll go on and verse 17 tells us, in the world, this world is passing away. It's passing away. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. So therefore the world is in opposition to the will of God. This world is in opposition to God's will. It's in opposition to the love of God. And it's, it's passing away. It's a temporary evil. Why would you invest? Why would you love that which is not going to even last at all? Why would you invest yourself in, into something that That is going to be judged and and gone. And we are told things in the world that are against God. Verse 16, he says that for all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh, the desires of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not from the Father, but is from the world. He's speaking, and we're going to look at these in the coming weeks. This morning, we just notice here the value system of our culture, sensuality, desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, materialism, and self-glorification, the pride of life. These are worldly attitudes. They are behaviors that consume our population here in canada and 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 they they take you away from god because they're not from god It, it keeps you lost on the lake unable to see the brightest star that's in the sky Do not love the world or the things in the world. It's opposed to God's will. It's opposed to the love of the Father. It's passing away, he says. It's defeated. It won't last past the judgment. It's against him. The scripture will say it's a godless world. It's full of emptiness and evil. And it has enmity against God. It's only God's kingdom that will last. It's only the Father's will that will last. It's His love that will endure. And so he says, if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. I remember some of you older folks will remember how Elvis Presley tried his hand at acting for a while. He was in a lot of movies old movies, I think they were in the early 60s or something, and I remember watching one of them, he was a cliff diver, and he'd dive off this cliff, and then he'd come onto the beach, and his hair was still perfect, and his bathing suit was dry. He looked like a model just coming out of the water after diving off this 400-foot cliff. Not a hair without a place. You wonder, how can that be true? You can't be a cliff diver and not mess up your hair. Both can't be true at the same time. There's something about our fallen nature that really wants both of everything we want it all when apple pie and banana cream pie is offered for dessert we want both I mean who said who said just one piece for for dessert when a child sees a plate of cookies maybe up in the fellowship hall that child wants two. I mean God gave them two hands right There's no choosing both in our text. There's no either or. It's not love the world and love the Father. It's either you love the world so you don't love the Father or you love the Father and you don't love the world. You can't, do both. You can't be in both camps. They're mutually exclusive. There's no divided allegiance. We are not dual citizens. We are either children of the kingdom of God or children of the devil. And because the father's kingdom is at war with the kingdom of this world, the two can't coexist peacefully they can't coexist to pledge allegiance to one is to declare opposition to other and so Paul will say to the Corinthians what fellowship has light with darkness none or righteousness with lawlessness you can't mix them or Christ with Belial or the temple of God with idols he says we're the temple of the living God You can't have both, you can't mix them. It's one or the other. It's like oil and water, they don't mix. And we're not even supposed to try once we have declared who our God is and our allegiance to him and receive the forgiveness for the shed blood of his son. Do not love the world, he says. Don't love that which is set against God. Don't love that which is set against his will. Love the Father. Love the Father. We have been rescued from sin and death. We have been redeemed. We have been transferred to the kingdom of the Father. The kingdom of light. And what you love, you stay with. What you love, you stick with you give your time to, you pursue. You see, the church that John is writing to here has suffered loss. Some of the people who said they were Christians were not Christians at all. They loved the world. Look at verse 19. They went out from us, but they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out, that it might be plain that they are all not of us. They loved the world, and so they walked away. Eventually, they always will walk away from Christ because they weren't Christ yet to be, begin with. They love the world, they don't love the Father. This world that's an enmity against God, it has its temptations, its siren songs calling us back. This world has its lesser lights, staking a claim to us, wanting to, to, to guide our way to have us look east, perhaps, or, or west, or south, and never to look to the north. This world has its attractions to our fallen natures, but we are now different, brothers and sisters. We, are, we have a different life. We have a newness of life. We've been chosen out of the world. And we're not to be contaminated constantly by the world as we move about and live our lives where God has placed us. I mean, God is glorious. Perfect light. We keep our eyes on him and and he gets us safely home. If we keep our eyes on him, he's like the North Star and, and he will safely navigate us through this life in these troubled days, in these last days, through all the swells that are coming and the waves and the storms that are coming. You sense it, I think. Things seem to be moving rapidly towards some tipping point very dark in our world, but the darkness has not overcome the light. And we look to the light. We look to the light. He says in verse 28, and now little children abide in him, so that when he appears we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. Why would we be ashamed at his coming? Well, because if we're trying to be dual citizens, no. Do not love the world. This fallen world has nothing that will last, nothing to offer us. If you know that He is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of Him. If you don't know this God, this Light, well, he knows you. Perhaps he brought you here this morning that you might declare your allegiance, switch it from the world to him. He sent his son to die for your sins. The penalty of your sins was borne by his son, Jesus the Christ, who faced death on the cross for you. And he died and was buried and he rose again that you too might live eternally in the kingdom of God. You were made for eternity. And he has nothing but but good things for you and all of the struggles of your life and he'll walk with you and he'll help you through it all. He'll help you chart the courses as we learn his will, as we get into his word. and You know, Timothy says, in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Repent of your sins. You have put your love on that which is not worthy. Love God instead. He loved you and gave his son for you. Repent of your sins and put your faith in him. And some here this morning have long walked with Christ, but you're you're investing in the things of this world. You're pursuing that which is evil and destructive, and sometimes we're like the lobster in the pot, aren't we? In our own culture, it's hard even to see. In Canada now, for for some who aren't into His Word, they're, 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 it's hard for them to even see what's right and wrong anymore. And some Christians are are, are are wrestling with this, and they're being influenced, and they're they're confused, and because they're not in his will and they're giving over to the desires of the flesh or the eyes or the pride of life and, and loving the world which hates Christ and it would be hard for us to even understand how wicked our culture is and how death loving and evil we have become as a nation. It's the love of the world versus the love of the Father. This week perhaps you could pay extra attention. Pay attention to what you love, what you give your time to, what you think about in your mind, what you value. Ask yourself this week, are you trying to be a dual citizen? Are are you keeping one foot in the world, one foot in the kingdom of God? That means you're, you're not in the kingdom of God is what he's saying. Think about that this week. We're going to, next week, look at the desires of the flesh, sensuality. In the meantime, brothers and sisters, do not love the world. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Amen? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, in these last days, we keep our eyes on you. You are our God and will navigate us through to that eternal shore, bring us safely home. There's some here who need to repent, Lord, who have been far from you and need to get back into your word understand your will and your ways and need to be filled with your spirit. Some here need faith, Lord, faith in you and, and your son and what he did and dying for their sins. Oh Lord, we pray that everyone here this morning might on that future day that's coming, might be safely home in the eternal kingdom of God. Uh, We declare our allegiance to you and together, let's stand together and pray the prayer that our Lord gave us, a prayer of allegiance and dependence. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come.